the world productions what has been heard cannot be unheard www.vtwproductions.com the following presentation is licensed under the creative commons attribution share alike non-commercial license for more information on creative commons licensing please visit www.creativecommons.org Title and background music for this production provided courtesy of Sean Beeson, composer for media. Find him on the web at www.seanbeeson.com. That's S-E-A-N-B-E-E-S-O-N.com. I don't like this place. Alive! It's alive! It's alive! Do not panic, ladies and gentlemen. The casuals have taken control of the airwaves. This is Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you wish to participate in today's show, please come to the website and choose chat at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, click on chat and video to join the video wall. If you want to do IRC chat, click on chat and you can use our web-based IRC client to join in the chat during the show. If you want to email the show, the address is ch at vtwproductions.com. That's ch as in casually hardcore at vtwproductions.com. And now... On with the show! For Sunday, the 4th of September, 2011, this is Casually Hardcore. I'm Gnomewise. I'm Iolite. I'm Gunnar. And that's all you're getting. Is it? Just the goodens. The keepers, you know. <laughs> and the rat bastards who have done... Done, went, and traveled, and did exciting things without me. Hey, I'm back. Hi, babe. I'm back, too. Yeah. Oh, hey. We both went and traveled without you. Yeah, yeah. And I guess I'm kind of glad that I stayed behind because I'm the only one who hasn't been to the hospital lately. (laughs) I technically didn't go to the hospital. You are still wearing a cast. I went to a hand surgeon, but not the hospital. Uh, You went to the Medical Arts Plaza? Uh, I wouldn't really call it medical arts, but (laughs) (laughs) I had a very nice French doctor. You know, I'm just going all the wrong places with the fact that you had to go see a hand surgeon, and he was a very nice French doctor, and... He's trained at the oldest medical school in the world. (laughs) Oui, oui. It opened in 1221. Uh-huh. My daughter is wailing in pain at <laughs> the descriptions. So. Mm-hmm. Arch nemesis's gland has gone off. Of course. Um, the gland that says the radio show is about to start, and therefore I must cause as much noise and trouble and bother as possible. And therefore... Because that is how she rolls. In that special age of, yeah, I must be in everything, and I'm completely quiet and sedate until the microphone turns on, and then it's like someone pressed a button in her. Yep. If you are joining us live, and you should be, in the IRC you will find our producer, the one and the only Barry Von Awesome. Barry White. Please, if you wish to bring something to our attention during the live show, do not send a personal message to the hosts. Instead, Barry 
Barry, see what I did there, in PMs. And he will bring them to our attention. You will be summarily ignored if you attempt to communicate with us live during the show because we're arrogant that way. Actually, it's just, it's just good for the show for us not to be staring into the black void. Yeah, yeah, we get distracted. Um, and I'm going to apologize right now to anyone and everyone who happens to be at a dance party in World of Warcraft. Because there ain't one. Um, well, there there can be one, absolutely. I just won't be there. Um, we have decided to stop playing WoW. No, we didn't have decided. We stopped doing it a while ago and just decided to stop paying for the game we weren't playing anymore. Right. And so we uh, turned off our accounts, and unfortunately, I thought I would have longer than the three days they gave me before they it's actually shut my account window off. Where your billing cycle <laughs> so happened my, to be. My billing cycle happened to be August 28th, so that was it. Yeah. So, so I actually can't get to a dance party. Um, yeah, there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, gaming going on, at least not of that flavor. Um, well, there was a whole lot of gaming going on last weekend, but it was a lot of exploration. And, oh, do I have things to talk about in terms of new games coming out and things that I saw at PAX. Because so. I didn't make a lot of the PAX summary episodes because of that whole hospital thing. Well, yeah, and let, and let's just go into that right now since I put the... Uh, you put it out there, put taunting the lure people. Out there. Let's start with you, Io. Your adventures in the great state of Washington. Um, well, it was first off. It was phenomenal. I made about two thirds of the conference. Um, I missed a full day of it because I was in the hospital, and no, they you admitted made, me. You made the party that night. Um, I did make the party that night. Yes, they did, they released me from the hospital. I went back to the hotel room, slept for about four hours, and then went to the after party. Um, Thank you, Eve. Yes, that was the Eve online after party. No, uh, Friday night I started having chest pains. They got really, really bad. Felt just like a heart attack. Everything that everyone tells you a heart attack feels like. Um, absolutely terrible. Um, I finally actually woke Doxa and Grail up and made them drive me to the hospital. And um, uh, they didn't like what they saw, so they admitted me. And I stayed there. And um, basically... They did all of their tests and found out that I had a, an interesting thing called pericarditis, and it um, it hurt a lot, and morphine took the edge off um, to the point where I could finally sleep, but it actually took it about a week to kind of calm down and uh, actually go away, um, which the pain has gone away, but I'm still doing the treatment and stuff. Mm -hmm. So um, hopefully it doesn't come back and everything is all right, but as I said, they released me from the hospital about eh, 18 hours after they admitted me. Uh, went, slept, and they, they said my body would tell me when I needed to um, slow down, mm -hmm. so I ignored it yeah. and <laughs> went and did the parties. And, then, and for those of you who listened to the, um, the interviews from Sunday, which is me, I'm really sorry that my voice sounds that way. It's, I've still got an edge of it today, um, but I'm really sorry it sounds that way, but literally it was bad. And people said, oh my gosh, what happened to your voice? And I looked at them and all... In all seriousness, and said it was all the screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't. I wasn't screaming, but it was really funny to watch their, to watch their faces. So, all's well. I'm, uh, I'm definitely making it and uh, getting better. That was your... And I made two-thirds of the show, and it was awesome. Which we'll talk about more later in the show. Yes. So, uh... Gwen. That's your left hand, so it couldn't be what I would suspect it would be from the That's what everyone in the That's what everyone in the in the black void is is suggesting that it had to be your right hand. No. Nope. Uh, no, it was my left hand. <laughs> that cheating bastard. I mean Oh. So yeah, uh, you go to Hawaii and you come back uh casted. Casted. Yes. What happened? 
I was participating in Squadron PT, and we were playing an interesting little game called football soccer, or soccer football alternatively, which combines the elements of football with the elements of soccer. Or if you're European, the elements of American football with real football. Uh-huh. Football. football. So I got dragooned into playing goalie because, quite frankly, nobody else was, and I don't like to lose. And so someone took a shot with the ball at the goal, and I stopped it and caught it, and in the meantime took my left thumb and bent it backwards. It felt like almost onto my wrist, which it is not normally bent that way. Not really, no. So it was an immediate, immediate I'll enter swear words here moment and went for a week and a half being a guy and saying, oh, it'll just go away. And when it wasn't going away... Exactly, and I couldn't pick up a pint with my left hand. It hurt so much. I decided to go see a doctor about it. That's right, arch nemesis. (laughs) Oh, you got to feel sorry for that guy. And so I went to the... um, hand surgeon and he said well you didn't rupture anything or tear any ligaments because otherwise we'd be able to bend your thumb all the way back here and you wouldn't feel a thing <laughs> you know, you're like ow 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 yeah, ow yeah I, I would be going ow just because it looked bad I'm sure and he says and you didn't break it he goes but you strained the heck out of the ligament on the inside of your thumb where it makes the curve between your palm and your index finger way to go a-hole pretty much yeah so he said I would put you in a brace but you'll take it off I was like curses foiled again. So I have a half <laughs> You're on to me. I have a half cast on my thumb. On my hand. It covers my thumb and keeps the thumb. just below the ball of my hand, right below my fingers where your first your main set of knuckles are. And then it goes all the way down over my wrist. So it still hurts. <laughs> and Barry's telling me to stop talking. Why? Because you're I, making making him hurt, I bet. I have no idea. Just that alone is a reason to keep talking. Sorry, Barry. Um, it's Barry. It's a Barry. So Hawaii was Hawaii. Aside from that, Hawaii was nice. Fortunately, I'd done it after I had stopped working in Hawaii, so I didn't have to work with this. But it was we had a we had a good time. It was it was cool. The weather was fantastic, and it was Hawaii. Yeah, it was freaking Hawaii. Yes, I mean. and it was at the point where my wallet was telling me, "Dude, it's time to go home." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, it's really time to go home. So yeah. Open Cause, wallet. Exactly, because, yeah, yeah hi, hi, uh, Hawaii's really expensive. If you've never yeah, been. Well, especially, I mean, you were on Oahu, right? Yes. So well, Oahu's better than all the other islands because everything comes into Oahu. Right. comes into ha- the harbor in Honolulu or they fly it into Hawaiian International. And then they distribute it throughout the rest of the islands. And every hop is more money. And every hop is more money. I was talking to a girl in our squadron who whose parents live on either Kauai or Lanai, one of the two. And I thought it was bad enough that golf, uh, that gasoline on the North Shore of Oahu was four dollars and ten cents. Mm-hmm. Um, she says gas on the island that her parents lives on it's six bucks, yeah, a gallon. Now on the upside, you don't have all that far to drive to get anywhere. No, you really don't. Um, I drove pretty much everywhere you could drive on the island in one day, and I mean you can put, cir- you can circumnavigate the and big I put, island and in I half put, a day. I put like 150 miles on the car, but I drove like everywhere mm-hmm. in the course of a day, and that was about it. So, yeah, gas is expensive, but you can make it last if you're if you're careful. A lot of motorcycles and scooters and stuff like mm-hmm. that. A lot of people who were doing that kind of stuff. So yeah, because really everything's fairly close together. Because 
they're islands, and they're not particularly large islands. No. They're strategically located, which yeah, exactly. is why, why we have that uh, 50 Yeah, well, it was interesting because we were seeing all these Defend Hawaii stickers, and it would be Defend and then an, a silhouette of an M4 and then Hawaii. And we're like, so we asked some of the guys who'd been stationed there before because we had guys there with us, and we asked some of the, the local troops. And we're like, what's up with this whole Defend Hawaii thing? And they said, oh, that's the whole Native Hawaiian thing. They want to secede from the Union. Mm-hmm. We're like, good luck with that. Exactly. Call us and let us know how that works, works out. out for you. For the very simple reason of the strategic thing. And they want to be left alone and just have their own little republic out there. And I'm like, yeah, and the Chinese will let you do that for about, ooh, a quarter of a nanosecond. Mm-hmm. Just because of the strategic value of the Hawaiian Islands because of the location. I'm like, yeah, you people wouldn't remain sovereign for very long. You'd get conquered real quick like and there'd be no apologies about it. Hey, guess what? You're Chinese now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And given how much money we pour, the United States government pours into that economy with the military bases that are there, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So. It's just the way things are. I mean, are you've now. got all four, five military branches. Camped out there. R- represented there because the Army's there. Um, the, the Navy, obviously, is there Durr. with Pearl Harbor. The Air Force is there with Hickam. Um, the Marines have a base up at Kaneohe Bay, along with a naval air station. The Army's got Schofield Barracks and a couple other things. And the Coast Guard has got stations there, too. So it's like, really? Uh, yeah, you guys understand how, exactly how much money we dump into this economy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to think about what will happen if we leave? <sighs> no, nothing. Yeah. Oh, it'll go back to the pastoral times when Kamehameha was king. And it's like, you're an idiot. Shut up. Yeah, it, some things cannot be undone. I don't have a problem with the fact that they're proud of their culture. I, I admire that a great deal, actually. But... There needs to be just a small dose of realism in that, right. that where we say, uh, where somebody over there says, yeah, you guys are morons. Yeah, just have your parade and make your banners and have your slogans, but understand that this is never going yes, to happen. You are a, you know, a wholly owned United State of America. And it's that's like all people who are like talking big about Texas. Texas, the Republic yeah, of the Texas. Republic of Texas. We're going to secede again. Uh, right. Because I would put my money on Texas before I'd put my money on Hawaii. <laughs> I really would. But either way, it isn't going to happen. Well, I mean, Texas, there, there's a lot of military in Texas, um, and yeah. I understand. But they'd be, they'd be hard because they're, they're landlocked. They're right on the same continent as us. You know, Hawaii could actually do a pretty good insurgency-type um, war, try and make it hard on us. Oh, um, arch nemesis. You think? Really? Yeah, she's really bad today. I may not be able to stay on the air. We'll have to see how it goes. I definitely want to talk about uh, about the uh, games that I played and saw at PAX, though. So we'll yeah, get there be, be in the next our, segment. Our next segment. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm sorry about all of the microphone noises. She's really kind of pushing things around quite a bit. You think? Whatever was your first clue. Oh I want it all. I want to join in the radio. I need to speak and have my words carry I, over I, the airwaves. Um. Let's see if she wants to come to the dad man. The dad side. Come to oh this. My goodness. The dad side, also known as the cool side. That is Welcome. like crazy. I hope she's good for you, because boy, she was crazy for me. She knows when she's on the cool side. <laughs> oh, yeah. For all of about thirty Why? seconds. I'll just borrow this from Grail for this for this instance. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. So, oh, yeah. yeah, people are asking me about um, whether or not I saw the Minecraft booth, and the answer is I did not, but Dax and Grail spent some time there. Yes, and they'll be um, back next week to talk about that. Yeah, they, 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 they had a lengthier experience of PAX. Yeah. No hospital. No hospital. Yeah, they had a full, they had a full, uh, a full day extra. 
that I did not have, and they saw a bunch of things that, that I didn't get to see on that day. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that, you know, I got to see Seattle, and I can talk about that in this segment. Um, we got there a day early and literally did the, the Let's you be know, tourists. It, crazy, crazy tour of Seattle. We've got one day. Let's go, 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 go. And we saw the Space Needle and the EMP. Yeah, the, the Space Needle's cool. I've actually yeah. eaten in the restaurant that's up there. Or at uh, least used to be up there. I don't Dax know and Grail is. went back for a late dinner there. They had a date night and went back and had dinner at the, oh. at the rotating restaurant. Me, and I said... Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> we did. Um, and uh, I said, you guys go. I, I'm really not interested in being a third wheel. Have a good time. And they said, good. We weren't really interested in inviting you. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I would like to send a quick shout out, now that I've finished reading the entire list. Sure. To the uh, CH research team. Uh-huh. Okay. Outstanding job this week, gentlemen. All gentlemen. There's some good, st- or ladies, if whoever else is We will around, definitely so. be. Definitely uh, be giving you yeah, individual like shout outs. Um, yeah, there's some good stuff in there. Yep. Pastor wants atheist registry to track atheists like sex offenders. Yeah, that's really? Gonna, that's going to happen. I know, but still, <laughs> that in okay, the uh, that drop in was just executed without my intervention by Arch Nemesis. Yes, yes, it was. She a, found the appropriate drop in. I actually, mm-hmm. I actually watched her reach over and do that. That was entertaining. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know uh, what? Come I, to the I, dark side. We I have just ponies. have to say there was one. Not really a benefit uh-huh. <laughs> to the cast. I can't work tomorrow. Oh, darn. Because it's a holiday. B-O-O-H-O. Because I'm on light duty at work. I can't get <laughs> I can't get the holiday pay and then work the overtime. of. Yeah. Oh, so you don't get double time and a half? So I don't get double time and a half. Yes, I know. Everyone out there in the black void is... Is burning me, burning, or, uh, burning me an effigy right now. But on the on the on the downside, or on the flip side of that, I'm looking. I'm, I'm thinking about tomorrow. Going, I don't have to work tomorrow. That's awesome. <laughs> Sometimes a day off is worth more than the damn money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree. I'm looking forward to my day off tomorrow. Sometimes I don't know, my I don't know what I'm. Ooh, fantasy football draft. Yes. Yes, I heard that was going on. Yes, that's going new, on tomorrow. I have to call. I have to call Grail and find out. If we're just doing this remotely, if there's something going on at his house, or I'm guessing it's going on remotely because I'm having, I guess there's someone's in it, or El Paso, as I like to call it. So I'll have to call him when we get done here. fantasy, whatever it is, I have my moment of, I can't read your crazy moon language! Yeah, I got the eye from the girlfriend when I said, oh, I'll be playing fantasy football this year. She's like, you'll be playing what? Oh, they took my freaking kidney! Yeah. That's pretty much how she acted. No, she wasn't that bad, since I know she's listening right now. Yeah, baby, yeah! <laughs> okay. Um, I'm confused, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain she's it, I guess. Urgently, she's easily confused. I here, have. Here, let I'm me help. <laughs> oh, it's go. all better now. It's all totally better. So, yeah, no, we did the Space Needle, we did EMP, um, which was the Musician and Battlestar Galactica ex- exhibition. Um, did you did you, did, go to, did you go down to Pike Place Market? We did an Argosy cruise of the harbor, and we, then we walked up and went to Pike Place. Oh, that place, and is, all that of, place is made of wind. I can never, ever get tired of that place. All of Pike Place. Yeah, I love that place. And I was, like, buying little things as I'm going along. I can eat lunch yeah. just walking along from oh. there. Um, the aquarium is right next to Pike Place Market. We did the aquarium too. They have a very nice. I don't. I don't recall that it was really that large, mm-hmm. but it was a nice aquarium. I was very impressed. No, it's not that big, but it was beautiful. Um, they had the, they had the seals and they had the otters, and I did, I did a lot of video capture, a lot of yes, videos their seals there and their otters are really do. cool. Those I do remember. 
and their otters are very, very friendly. I um, and yeah, and they had the petting tank, so you oh, could nice. actually put your hands in and pet things. Not the otters. Um, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I bet they'd take a finger off. Um, when that comes out of the wall, and it will shoot it in the face with this. Yep. <laughs> After that, it's pretty much clean up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry, that's one of my new favorite commercials. It's a Monday Night Football commercial. And it looks like there's a Wolverine or something coming out of the wall. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, I didn't expect that it would still be inside the wall, and I got to run. And the girl's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he hands her, hands her this Ghostbusters-looking gun, and he says, when that comes out of the wall, and it will, shoot it in the face with this. After that, it's pretty much clean up. Have a good night. <laughs> and he's out the door to watch Monday Night Football. It's awesome. I was like, okay, that was way cool. <laughs> Uh, and it will. And it will. <laughs> uh, that ain't right, kids. Don't do drugs. So, yeah, I went to the Waikiki Aquarium. It's very small. I was actually very disappointed. On the, on a, You're in the middle of the aquarium. It's called the Pacific Ocean. I know that. On the positive side, it was only six bucks to get in. So I wasn't too and disappointed. You know why. But I got to look at a very, very, very bored Hawaiian monk seal. <laughs> 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 he just kind of laid there. <laughs> Whatever. Dude, I'm chilling. Yeah, I can see that. So it was uh, pretty funny, but yeah, I had a good time. So I uh, and it was awesome. We had um, lunch at the Pike's Brewery, which is just under oh, Pike Place Market. Nice. And I had this. I have this phenomenal picture. It's my actual favorite picture of the trip, and it's up on the Facebook page of the beer that I drank at Pike's Brewery. Oh, it's beautiful. It's you know, the, it's it's a commercial grade. I had picture. Complete, I had completely <laughs> forgotten that you guys were going. And I would have told you if you have time, go by to the univer- go by the university bookstore mm-hmm. that I've heard so much about. Do you remember that from Phoenix Comic Con? Mm-hmm. University bookstore, Dwayne <laughs> from <laughs> Cherry Priest. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I would have took because I love bookstores. I love good bookstores. Okay, so the university bookstore. Well, that's okay because I'll make I'll make amends to try and or make arrangements to try and go next year. Excellent. Yes. Well, there's Pax East and then Pax Prime again next year, but Pax East is probably still going to be Boston again. Which has its own draws. Oh, yeah, it does. Well, actually, I'd have a place to stay because I have a cousin, cousin and his wife. Well, that helps. Boston. Yes. Um, I don't know anybody in Seattle besides Rags. And, and who he was, was deathly ill. He was oh, horribly, was he? Oh, horribly I'm sick. So, you know, he I'm sorry for, to hear that. He went us for one give, meal. I have to give a shout-out to Rags because I haven't, I haven't seen him in a while since I kind of stopped playing World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah, we've already had comments in the, in the Black Void that people are like, oh, I started listening to you guys because you liked WoW, but you had other stuff too. Yes. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I haven't, played since, I haven't played since January, and I just don't. I almost just don't <laughs> see myself going back, and I'm kind of getting to that point like you guys are. I'm like, why am I spending 15 bucks a month on this when I'm not playing it at all? Yeah. And they keep your characters for like ever. Yeah, I don't think they've ever deleted a character ever. No, unless somebody complained about it, but even then... Um, so I'm not real, really all that concerned about it. So. Mm. And the people that I hang out with there, I have other ways of contacting, or at least I will make sure I have other ways of contrasting, contact, namely Dark. And, yeah. and yeah. I will say that they and picked Barry. the perfect time to hold packs up there. It was sunny and perfectly clear every day. And for those of you who have ever lived in the Seattle area, the classic phrase, for that area of you, the mountains are out today mm-hmm. was definitely oh, something that applied. That's interesting. So you could I, see Rainier I in have, the distance. I have actually unbelievably yes, beautiful. I have actually been up there. I spent a week up there in uh, Federal Way on Star mm-hmm. Lake. For those of you from that area who are listening and know where that is, um, and we were blessed with a week of absolutely glorious weather, and it was really funny because we'd go downtown to see stuff, and people are like, "What is this?" 
ball of burning gas in the sky. And I had never heard that, though, but that's very interesting because mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was, is we could see, you could stand on the, on the dock mm-hmm. behind the house and see Rainier. It was yep. really cool. And most of the time, you can't because there's enough weather going through and enough fog and enough cloud that you can't see Rainier. Um, and there is another very large mountain, which I cannot remember the name of, um, which is the opposite direction in the city. Um, from Rainier, and so you you look at it, and they say the mountains are out today, mm-hmm. um, and it was beautiful, but you couldn't get a really good shot with it. Cameras just weren't, at least my camera there was enough wasn't able to. Oh, yeah, it's very hard to. It's, um, yeah, there isn't a whole lot of contrast. You're right. Your brain can make it out, but the camera's like, well, there's some white stuff there, I think. Yeah, but anyway, we've come up against our first break. And we have a brand new episode of North Rain News. This is episode 65. I lost my poncho at Weathertop. Also, we are playing tracks from Jonathan Colton's brand new album, Artificial Heart, which released for electronic distribution just two days ago. And him being a friend of the station, we will promote the living heck out of him for free because we like him and his music. So also, since Emperor's Court was on the air yesterday and will not be following us, if you want to stay tuned after our show, I'll go ahead and play through the entire album for you live on the stream because it's all Creative Commons licensed. And we love Mr. Colton for that, so we can actually stream it to you and you can get a taste of it and decide that you desperately want to go buy it from him immediately. And you should. So this break, we've got first North Run News and then a track from Jonathan Colton called Good Morning Tucson. We will be back right after this. This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side. Or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link. audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. Welcome to Northrend News, a proud partner of Casually Hardcore on btwproductions.com. In today's top story, the worldwide transporter shutdown takes its toll on the Azerothian economy, as engineering experts are still unable to determine the nature of the strange malfunction which transported two of the Northrend News reporting staff through space rifts or tesseracts unknown. In the wake of the shutdown, the mages of the Horde and Alliance have found themselves in a surprisingly lucrative position as demands for their services skyrockets. Tantalizing mage portals to every destination from Theramor to Shatrath line the streets of every faction capital, and the masters of the arcane blink merrily from port to port, their pockets rattling with their newfound wealth. Meanwhile, our brave reporter's journey through Middle-earth has brought them to the harsh steppes of the Lonelands, where the desolate spire of Weathertop sits like a specter above the barren wilds. Felbors, crebine crows, wargs, and bandits roam the hills, eager to prey on passers-by, 
and the sky is dark with foreboding storm clouds. But of all the creatures near Weathertop, Vixen is most bothered by the strange goblins of the region. Goblins bearing the white hand of Saruman. Admit it, Vixen. You're just upset because these creatures are your relatives. That one over there looks like he could be a distant cousin. Shut it, gnome. Or do I have to remind you of what we found in the Borean Tundra? You're not exactly related to the most attractive creatures yourself there. Unless you're telling me you find blues in your flesh and becoming a mechanome appealing. Fair enough. But these goblins seem to be everywhere. And given the rudimentary technology of the people we've encountered thus far, I've calculated their survival odds at .0049% if these goblins decide to attack all at once. And what do I care? These humans wanted to string me up, if you'll recall. Middle-earth doesn't exactly give me the warm fuzzies. Maybe not, but what about the One Ring? That's sure to tug your heartstrings a bit. And my person finder 2000 shows me that the ring bearer did pass this way a while ago. Eventually, Blinky convinces Vixen to use her Mega Blaster 5000 hand cannon and assorted sticks of dynamite to clear a path through the dangerous encampments of the enemy. Strange orcs and goblins fall to their superior firepower, and the pair breeze through the lonelands in record time, stopping only to train the locals in the proper use of basic pyrotechnics. No, no, no. Hold the mecha cannon away from you, and keep your hands and feet away from the blast zone. Halflings, we thank you for the use of these chickens, but they don't seem to want to lay eggs. They're called robot attack chickens for a reason, mister. The only eggs they'll be laying are grenades. Green what's? <sighs> it's like talking to my cousin Lou. The lights are on, but nobody's home. Will our beleaguered heroes find a way through the technologically impaired wilds of the Lonelands? Will they find the elusive ring bearer? And will they finally get a decent sandwich for their troubles? Tune in next time to find out. From the cliffs of Northrend to the falls of Rivendell, this is Northrend News. Still so dark because it's still so early And the chipper little girly at the front desk doesn't mind at all These phony living rooms and fake plants are killing me This bad coffee's filling me with evil parts, joy and rage Put my makeup on and crack in half I choke back and laugh Find the camera with the red light Good morning, Tucson The lights come on and so I smile wide and say means I got the donuts that I wanted. There was no young punk to steal my jelly glazed, and I'm still sort of amazed that you can be born in the 90s. When I don't like what they talk about, they take the earpiece out, they just cue me through the window. Good morning, Tucson. The lights come on, and so I smile wide and say, good morning, Tucson. I throw to you Away. While they do the weather, I pretend I'm writing something, but I'm really far away, really far away. I keep my smile warm in case they turn the camera on, cause now I have something to say, I have something to say. Keep going, it's been a pleasure knowing you. 
when the prompter dies, I'm comfortable winging it. I'm practically singing it, the song that tears the world apart. Through the smoke beyond my parking space, I see my giant face on the billboard by the highway. Good morning to the sun, the lights come on, and so I smile wide and say, Good morning to the sun, I throw to you before I throw the rest away. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. What? Of course, she was silent the she whole break. She was silent the entire break, and then the minute we come back on, she starts in again. Did you expect any less? How she rolls. That's what it, kids do. It is the gland. Yes, it is. We have often claimed that our children, our older son, has, uh, has a gland that advises him that he must come talk to us at the climax of every TV show. Yes, every movie. Every movie. Um, when we are on the radio, high point, high points in books, uh, yep. set, set it off to a lesser degree. Oh no, I get him every time because I've been reading a lot of books every single time I'm getting to a great scene. He, he desperately needs our attention. He desperately needs something from me. It's the gland. It is the requirement. Yes. So, but we're not bitter. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. No, nope. not even a little bit. No, there's no bitterness here. Um, so. A couple of things about packs. Yes. Um, the very first thing we did, the media got in about 45 minutes before everybody else on Friday, the day that it opened. And so we immediately ran over and started to do a couple of the things to, to finalize both after events and get some um, interviews in. And um, one of the lengthiest interviews that we had was, first off, we actually got to talk to uh, a creative uh, content developer at... Uh, at ArenaNet, which I think is NCSoft, yes. um, who is uh, building Guild Wars 2. And he spent about 20 minutes um, actually taking us through the character creation screen and the entry levels um, to Guild Wars. He let us play it. Um, and uh, I st- stood there and actually, with my, my poor little iPhone camera, mm-hmm. captured it. So it's up posted on the web. But there were a few things that I saw in Guild Wars 2 that I really, really liked. Um, first thing was it's really designed around the um, choose your own adventure in that the choices that you make impact um, the world in total forever thereafter um, as you move through with your character. It also had a, um, a real piece of... <sighs> creativity in the way that it actually did the character generation. And so the character generation had to answer a lot of questions about your character and say, these are the things that I value. Mm -hmm. And you had choices. Um, This is what I know about myself. This is what I know about my parentage. Um, And it gave you different choices. And based on how you answered those questions and the choices that you did, it crafted your entry-level experience. Nice. So when you build your characters across the five races that are currently available, you actually have... it's over a hundred different choices in terms of the experience that you're going to get afterwards. <laughs> I'm thinking the, about what I would <laughs> about one of the questions that you said that they have in there about what do you value? And my first thought was ale and whores. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a couple that lead down that road. I'm um, sure there are. You know, and it's it's it, there's even things where you know I respond to things like I um, I characterize myself. 
um, with my fist or with my heart or with my head. And it gives you, am I going to be elegant or am I going to be? And so your interactions with characters, you know, they'll give you, you'll be in an interaction with people. And, and if you, um, think with your, your fists, then essentially it'll give you a choice in the middle of a conversation to just punch the guy in the face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's nice. like, okay. So there's, I mean, there's different things that, and I'm that sure that through. also sets how you interact with the NPCs too. It does. And, and children will run and away was, from you and, always, and all kinds you know, of stuff. I always like, I always like characters with good, with detailed backstories mm. back when I was playing D and D. And they give you a huge detailed backstory as you're going in entering, and it's different based on how you've crafted nice. the character. That's cool. I love the way they're setting up their quest handling, because you do have the little exclamation point, but when you run up to the person, it's a one-line quest. Mm-hmm. And they say it out loud, and it shows up in text on the screen as if the character's saying it, not a little pop-up window right. or anything like that. So your first quest is fight your way to the front. Great. The story happens along the way. Interesting. So you're not having to read all of this background. Uh Uh-huh. And if you circle back to someone, it's because the story took you back to them Uh for some reason. It's not to go kill 10 things and turn them in. So there's no real... They haven't set up grinding in the system that way. Okay. You also learn your skills by using them along the way. So if you use one skill, like in in World of Warcraft, I was a big Moonfire spam kind of girl. Right. And... The reality is that if you do that, then you start developing along that path and getting more capabilities in that area mm-hmm. versus if you spread out, you might move slower, but you get more capacity and you right. kind of spread things out. Yeah. So you learn and actually enhance your skills um, by using them, not by actually going and training, not by actually going and So it was really interesting. And then even in the entry level, they had... Um, dynamic world events going on, mm-hmm. um, and they had um, five mans. So you have a possibility, like one of the other things I said about the game, which was really intriguing to me, was say I'm level 40 and you're level 25. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. If I want to go play with you and we go into a dungeon together, mm-hmm. it drops me down to level 27. Really? And I operate at level 27 in the level, in the instance. So essentially, I can go play with you at any point in time, and I'm not going to just bulldoze through the instance that we go in through. It may give me a couple of levels of advantage, but it doesn't give me anything now, do that's you still, huge and do you substantial. St- I was going to say, do you still have the skills that you've earned up to level 40, or does it I not don't know how that too? works yet. Because the flip side of that, playing devil's advocate, is mm-hmm. I could see people who are level 40 going, no, I'm not going to run through there with a level 25 because it's going to knock all my skills back, and well, I'm not going to be you, able to use all the stuff that I'm able to. I understand that right. as soon as you leave the dungeon, you You've right. got your level 40. You've got everything again. packed. But I could also see how people would get elitist about it and go, unfortunately, and go, well, I'm not going to run with the level 25 because I can't use all my elite, my elite skills. Right. And, well, you know. but the reality is, is it lets you, Among when, friends, people, however, when people start the difference. game behind you, it lets you game with friends at comparable levels, right. no matter where you are. One of the things that kind of bothered me was when I had friends who were substantially behind me, I could go back and help them out, but the reality was that I would bulldoze the instance and it didn't give them the experience that they wanted to have or that I wanted to have mm-hmm. when I would go back and help them. So this is a way around that. So I really like the fact that the story, first off, it really plays on the dynamic choose your own adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, it changes things for you continuously. 
um, and it doesn't change them back. Um, if they have things where you could gain or lose things, like the town continues to get more and more and more beat up until people start reconstructing and the NPCs begin reconstruction mm-hmm. and things like that. So right. if you have something that's like the capture the flag or tower um, PVP that's going on, mm-hmm. it stays that way. Mm-hmm. <coughs> it stays beat up. And so there was a lot that I saw. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <coughs> hmm. This is a side effect of the pericarditis is I've got the cough and the laryngitis. Oh, fun. Um, and essentially, um, there was so much that I saw in Guild Wars that, that looked like a lot of fun. The graphics were really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters looked like they were created well. Um, I took a char through the first few levels um, and was able to see kind of the choices. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, char is kind of a cat, um, cat race. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just looked like a lot of fun. Also, I like the fact like Guild Wars will be my buy it and play it because it's buy once um, and then move along. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to do a monthly fee with it versus um, Star Wars Old Republic will be my buy and then pay my monthly fee right. to play it. Um, now, I also got to play uh, Star Wars Old Republic. Mm-hmm. And... Doxa and Grail went and played the PVE and got their characters. All the characters were pre-created, so whatever system you sat down at, that was the character you got to play. Um, But you were able to play them through the first several levels and see what the play style was like and how things worked. So they played PVE. I played PVP. And um, I got to play, it was like a Marauder, Mm -hmm. um, I believe the name of it was. And uh, so it was a melee class. And you got in and you got close and um, really I didn't understand the attacks fast enough right. and things like that. So I'm, I suck at PvP anyway, but I got to see the floor. Um, it was a basic capture the flag mm-hmm. um, tournament and it was really good. Um, I will say the effects were great. The graphics were great. I obviously didn't play PvE, so I couldn't tell you about storyline. Um, but it looked interesting. Mm-hmm. Huge line. Huge line. Um, I waited mm, probably an hour and 20 minutes Mm -hmm. to play Star Wars um, Old Republic. I honestly wasn't as impressed with it as I was with Guild Wars 2. Really? Um, Of the two comparing each other. Now, obviously, Guild Wars 2 is just going into beta at the end of this year. We've Mm -hmm. got a long wait for Guild Wars 2. Right. Um, Star Wars Old Republic, we're hoping, is going to be out at the end of this year. So it's going to be really interesting to see how things go. I might be able to, re- you know, I might be ready for another MMO fantasy based fantasy based MMO. I already can tell you what I'm because by I'm the gonna, time Guild Wars 2 by comes the time out. Guild Wars two comes out, I might be ready for that. But I'm looking at what they've got for character classes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll be playing a thief. Yeah. Oh no, they have they have Gwen, some. Gwen will get resurrected in Guild Wars two as a thief. <laughs> So it's just that simple. Because I'm looking at the screenshots that they've got, and it's actually got really, it looks really nice. No, the graphics look fantastic in the game. And honestly, the play, the play was really, really good. Um, it was fast. It moved quickly. Everything was voice acted as well as on the screen. So Guild Wars 2 really, I mean, they've really put a lot of effort into building this thing up and making it work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I like the way I don't have to read and scroll through all of this text in order to get to the end of a quest and then go grind. It's go and move the story along along the way. Um, 
the one thing I will say about Star Wars Old Republic is they had more swag. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they did. So there was, they gave you posters and little things to take off. So we came home with a whole bunch of swag. Um, and, uh, Dex oh, we went posting the swag on Facebook. Yep. One or possibly more than one yep. fan swag bag will be made. Now, I will say, I posted the video. Um, I believe on the website and on Facebook mm-hmm. for the Guild Wars Two piece. It's about fifteen minutes long, and it takes you through the, that character creation. That still has as, not gotten posted. Oh, yet. it hasn't gotten posted yet. Okay, because it's still on your phone. No, that one I gave to you. It was on my laptop. Mm, that well, that's okay. Let's not debate yeah. it on the air. <laughs> but we'll, if it's not posted, we'll get it posted. Yeah. I also caught a very long video segment of um, actually a very good um, Star Wars PvP player. Um, and caught a good video over um, of one of the big because what they had done in the booth was they had actually attached on the outside of the booth because you couldn't see the inside to all of where the players were sitting was they had attached giant monitors to the outside that were about you know like forty inch monitors. So you flat didn't have screens. to crowd the player. And what you could do was they were feeding the playthrough, so you could walk around and see here's the entire PVE side and see all of the players who are playing PVE, mm-hmm. at least the ones they hooked up, and see what they were doing. So I caught a little thirty second video of some of the PV- PVE pieces, but then I got a um, a little a longer video of a very good PVP player in there. I don't know, he must have just been naturally brilliant at it, but he was actually or, or from fantastic. The dev, dev team. Um, and so Hell watching yeah, him play, watching him play was really, really good. Um, and you could see that, like the the Boba Fett's of the world versus the the melee characters of the world versus the. Well, you it can was play good. bounty hunter. You can play uh, Jedi healer type. Basically, you can play the trooper you know, tank ish character. Though they, they 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 are trying to get away from the old trinity of you know healer tank DPS. Mm-hmm. Because it's been done to death in MMOs, so they're, they're, of course, and wisely, I think, trying to give us something new and and different, not just taking World of Warcraft and setting it in the Star Wars universe and saying, okay, go. Right. That wouldn't hold our attention for very long, I don't think. So I'm hoping that they do switch it up as much as they seem to be indicating it without going so far off the rails like they did with Galaxies, where you can dance to level up your character, which is a whole interesting thing. Thank you, Uncle George. Speaking of Uncle George, oh. small tangent here. Mm. Um, God damn it, George Lucas. Leave your movies alone. What is he doing to them now? Blu-ray release. So, of course, it's his opportunity to tamper more. Right. So, some of the stuff I've seen, I can get behind. So, in episode one, Phantom Menace, they had stuck with Puppet Yoda. Because they didn't think CGI Yoda was ready yet. They went back and replaced Puppet Yoda with CGI Yoda for those scenes in the Jedi Council Chamber and such. Okay, I can give him that. Because he wanted to use CG Yoda and CG Yoda wasn't quite ready yet. The original intention was to have CG Yoda okay. But he's going back and he's messing with the original trilogy again. So things like... some, Some little things like Ewoks blink now. Which, okay, they look a little <laughs> less completely unbelievable as teddy bears staring at you, never blinking with very fake eyes. I never noticed that. Yeah, because they were dolls. And right. now they, they blink. They see well, they were kids in suits, is yeah. what they were. They were yeah. kids and, and little people in suits. And now they CG blink. But the big one that got everyone's attention was the scene 
from the end of Return of the Jedi, where Vader is turning back to the light side. Right. And is making the decision to throw Palpatine over the ledge and kill him. So it's a whole force lightning scene. Where yeah, where you can actually see, I thought it was one of the coolest scenes in the movie because you could see a skeleton flashing when he got hit by the lightning bolt. Oh, yeah, as he was, was really, it. Yeah, it was really cool. Well, and it was the whole moment of you, 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 that you see him turning from his son to his emperor, to his son, to his, to his emperor, emperor, and yes. he grabs the emperor and throws him over the edge. Yes, the last great act of defiance. Yeah, well... George decided that uh, Vader needs some dialogue there now. Oh, God. Come on. Does he say yippee when he throws him off? No. No. His other famous line. No. No. So he says, he's, as he's training back and forth, he says, no, and then lifts him over his head and goes, no, oh, and God. throws him over the edge. God damn it, George, is all I have to say. To yeah, that. I would have to agree with that. That scene was fine. It, I would dare say perfect. It needed nothing. nothing. Yeah, I agree with you. Blinking Ewoks, okay. That's you're, because you're George, here's the, problem. Here, here's the problem with this. George Lucas is convinced, and he's the only one on the planet who is convinced of this, but he is convinced of his own infallibility. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And the rest of us, and he doesn't, and because of that, he feels like he, I'm George Lucas. I don't have to listen to anyone. Because I'm quite sure there were people on his dev team that went, um, George, no. Unless he's surrounded completely by yes men, and I could see that too. But I'm sure there were people near him who went, um, George, we really don't think this is a good idea. You did ask us for our opinions, and we're going to tell you what they are. And <laughs> leave it alone, man. And this, this was one of the best but things I'm George ever Lucas. It was a, like a top five list from one of the Gawker sites or something that said you know, the top five things that could have made the uh, or the original the Star Wars one two and three better and like number five was was George Lucas looking up from behind the camera saying oh god this is awful we should stop yeah yeah <laughs> that's funny <laughs> but anyway sorry uh, about that tangent I just couldn't let that one go no that's it, it was stuck that's in my totally craw. all right. I'm so glad that he is really not involved with uh, Star Wars The Old Republic Online. Because we saw what happened when he was involved with Galaxies. Yeah. Some, there, what? No, I just hit you the You hit mic. yourself. Are you no, okay? I hit the microphone. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, dancing. Dancing. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm glad that he's not involved <laughs> with Old Republic. As I said, the graphics looked amazing. Um, the play was smooth. Obviously, they probably had the best machines in the world there to play it oh, on. Oh, it's a convention. Um it was phenomenal. I don't know. Um, I was just looking at the website, and I have to. And, say, and I just looked at it for a minute. Mm-hmm. I looked at both Guild Wars Two and I looked at, at uh-huh. the old, old Republic at the Old Republic website. And I have to say, when I got on the uh, and maybe it's just the website design yeah. team, I got on the website for Guild Wars Two and went, ooh, pretty. Yeah, <laughs> I got on. I got on the on the Old Republic website and went. Eh. I, I don't yeah. know what it was, just the character models that they had, maybe it was. I just wasn't horribly impressed. Well, as I said, it, to me, it just struck me as it looked good. Obviously, everyone's familiar with the Star Wars universe. Um, I didn't feel the draw for it that I felt for Guild Wars 2. I suspect that that's because... Um, Actually, I like science fiction and fantasy I about well, the see, same. I want, I so want, I'm not. I'm kind of surprised and that I, I like. And I'm kind of surprised. Guild Wars I'm kind of surprised with Guild Wars Two as well, because I'm looking for something in an MMO with technology in it. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for an MMO where I can, here goes our, everybody ready, blow shit up. Right. I want destruction on a massive scale is what I'm looking for, which is why I'm waiting for the Warhammer 40K MMO to come out, and it probably never will just to tease me. That's the one I'm really waiting for, and I've been waiting for it for like three years because that's exactly what that is. That's me mm-hmm. blowing stuff up. For the Emperor. <laughs> huh? For the Emperor. Yes, for the Emperor. Um, um, so uh, that's – and I keep hearing, yes, it's going, no, it's not. Yes, it's going, no, it's – whatever. I think it will be huge when it comes out anyways. But Well, they decided to But do... I like – I'm looking at Guild Wars going, wow, this is really cool. I really like this. After all the things I heard about Guild Wars 1 because mm. I think our friend Puce. Puce. You know who that is. Oh, yes. Um, yes, Puce is in the color for those of you who mm-hmm. are wondering. Was well, Played the original Guild Wars and I was kind of like, eh, I'm not too – They pioneered eh. the free-to-play model and it worked very well. Right. And now that was one thing I did like about it was the free to play thing. But. Yeah. And now that I'm actually kind of casting about for <laughs> what? I just realized my laptop's not plugged in. I looked at my battery status and went, wow, I have 38 minutes. What the hell? I no, that's okay. To plug well, no, it we'll in. worry about it during the break. I was going to say, as long as the, make, the next break is not 39 minutes away, I'm good. Yeah, we're only like five or six minutes so, from the next break. Yeah, I'm not sweating. Okay, so there were a couple of other things. First off, there was way more to see at PAX on the floor. And in talking to people, then there was time to do. So we did interviews, yeah, for example, with the creative director for Rage. I um, think we said that about Phoenix Comic Con, too. And we Similar. tried to get to, what is the one with Elder in the title? Elder Scrolls? Yeah, Elder, Elder Scrolls. Scrolls. Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Skyrim is the new one. Um, and we tried to get into that one, but it was just, A, the people to interview were booked up before we ever got there. Um, so we couldn't get interviews with them. And two, the line was even longer than the Star Wars line, and it was like, I'm not waiting in this. Um, But I will say that I'm very curious about it. It looked very interesting. We did do a couple of interviews with um, the Magic people, um, Magic Magic the Gathering. Gathering. Mm -hmm. Um, Game that just endures and endures and endures. And we have something from the research team about that. Um, And then it it was just far too much to see. Over the course of over the course of just well, a couple of little, days, well, a little sojourn to the ER. ER yeah, well, I yeah, could have I could have seen more. Took a chunk out of it, and I spent almost no time. They had separated, so they had um, huge halls. Two of the primary halls that were the exhibit halls for just the the people to see. So, like, I didn't get into Firefall, and I didn't get. There were lots of things that I didn't see, um, but I spent almost no time in um, the independent games, um, the little indie exhibit and they put them up on the sixth floor so literally you were going it was floor three floor f- two three four five and six of the convention center literally all five floors wow of the convention center were taken up yeah, by Cat- it. pax has kind of become a big deal there were about twelve thousand to fourteen thousand people there um the and they were completely sold out yep and the um I did enjoy the um, literally hanging out and just plopping down for a little while in the beanbags. Well, beanbags are epic. And yeah, I packs. got to play, for example, Simple, I got to play uh, the side-scroller, the new side-scroller, a Kirby game, um, Kirby Mass on Attack or something like that yeah. on the DS. And that was fun because you just literally sit down in a beanbag for 30 minutes and play some DS. Give nice. them, stop playing the DS, give them a little review, and they hand you the... 
um, they hand you the t-shirt. <laughs> Sweet. It's like, here's a t-shirt. Thanks very much. You go around and you do um, a couple of other things, and it's like extra trade large, in these please. buttons for a t-shirt. Nice. I get extra large of everything. Um, nice. And so, yeah, the uh, Dragon Quest Monsters was also another place. They had a photo booth there where you sit in one booth and your friend sits next to you and you put your little faces in the little circles, uh-huh. and they combine your faces together to make monsters. Ah. Nice. It was creepy. Yeah, I bet. There were points where... Um, where uh, Doxa and I actually fit together and made another like woman that actually worked. Uh-huh. It was kind of scary, actually. Um, Question is, was she hot? Transporter accident. She had <laughs> very high cheekbones. Um, it was a little strange. But, um, as I said, the whole conference... Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Did they get, at least go, give you a picture of this? Yeah, I have them. Oh, cool. I want to um, see this. The conference itself, go. If you have an opportunity to go, go. Find a way. Make the time. Yeah, un- you can do it pretty cheaply. <laughs> Unfortunately, this year with with, with yeah. the annual tour and then a week later I'd go to PAX. I was like, no, I can't take that much time off no. from work. Yeah. I just can't do it. It was, it, it was just a phenomenal event. And I really enjoyed, you know, there were times when having the media pass was helpful. And there were times when having the media pass was not helpful. Yeah. Um, but broadly really? speaking, I think that having the media pass was, um, the More. only thing the media gets that special was that one hour, mm-hmm. um, ahead of everybody else at the, at the beginning of the con. That Pan-Arcade was it. Expo in particular, they are all about the fans. That, what, that's, that's what PAX outstanding. Mm-hmm. is. That's outstanding. Right. So the media pass, the benefit of the media pass is basically you didn't have to pay for it. Right. And they give you the media room to have a quiet space to upload my stuff, which was what I did. Stuff. So they do give you plenty of stuff, but as far as additional access, no. They're here for the fans, and you will wait in line with the rest of the fans, and it will be equally distributed. And you're on your own to arrange special access you know, to who you want to interview or whatever separately from the convention because they're there for the fans. That's what Penny Arcade Expo is. Right. Direct from creator to user as much as possible. And well, to God. their credit, this year they were again patrolling the booth babes because they have a no oh, booth babe policy. Yeah. Really? No. The, if you have an attractive woman in your booth, she better be able to talk knowledgeably about your game. Really? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Oh, that bust you. And they were they were in their Twitter feed. I love following the official PAX Twitter feed because whoever's in control of that has a tremendous sense of humor, an amazing sense of humor. And they were basically saying thanks for all the reports uh, for the about the booth babes. We're investigating now, and uh, action has been taken. And basically, all the presenters are told do not bring semi naked women to promote your product who are there to do nothing but be semi-naked. Right. That is not how we roll here. That's not the convention we want God, to God, I have. hope these guys stay in control of this, this con for as long as humanly, like forever, because that's it's theirs. They, that's awesome. They own it. Oh. They own it. They started it. It's theirs. Yeah. So what's interesting about this was... I just don't want to see what happened to, to Comic-Con in San Diego happen to PAX. Yeah, different beast. I, well, I get that. This is I, I totally get that, but... You know, the Comic-Con is, is funded and run by the various media outlets at this point. This one mm-hmm. is essentially the Penny Arcade organization saying, you may come. We invite uh, you to attend our... We are granting you leave. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And they have the, the, the strength of that position right now just because they have built up their organization and built up the convention 
to be you know everything that E3 was not, as far as from the fan perspective. From regular guy on the street buying games, be they tabletop games, console games, PC games, whatever, what they want to see and the, the access they want to have to these various providers. And I hope they keep it keep it that way. I will say we really need to send four to five people to cover this thing. There's never enough people. It, well, here's the thing. We could either do the floor and interview right. and take our time for that, or we could hit the panels. Right. So I hit a geek parenting panel, which was really fun. Um, I did not make, because it was the day I was in the hospital, the mergers and acquisitions panel. Yeah. Um, mergers and acquisitions are um, our video of it. Awesome ever. <laughs> Sorry. Or our audio of it, rather, did not come out very well. So I don't know if we were able to salvage it. No, I'm, I'm um, going to give it to Ironheart. We'll see what we get. It's basically... But, but they did podcast it yes. live, so you can go find it. Wizards, um, Wizards of the Coast video cast it. Right. And so you can go find it, and it was really awesome. Mergers and Acquisitions is the name of the group for the D&D group of... um, Will Wheaton. Yeah, Gabe Tycho, Will Wheaton, um, and... um, What's his name from PvP Online? I can't think of his name. I don't know, honey. I'm sorry. Uh, Brain dying, getting old. So... Will did leave, and I don't know whether he got this at PAX or if he got it at Dragon Con, which was like two days after PAX. Mm-hmm. But I did see a very recent tweet, which was a picture of Will Wheaton in his penis cloak. <laughs> which was... That was from PAX, the dick cloak. Unbelievably funny. Yes, the dick cloak. Really? It was. It's a full like red cloak, velvet Right, it's laying really of, nice and heavy. Of course, it's got to be red got, velvet or nothing. It's got like you would put like you know the royal where it goes normally into fur at right. the top, mm-hmm. but instead it's got just another layer of the velvet and it's embroidered with a dick and balls mm-hmm. on both sides and all the way around. Does that mean he so, acts like a dick when he puts this on? Um, and so he basically puts on his penis cloak. <laughs> And there's pictures of it, and well, it is it's the funniest the dick thing I've ever because seen. Wheaton's law yeah. is don't, don't be a, be a dick. dick. Right. So, so when he puts on that cloak, he's now able to be a dick. Is that the, like this, a no? This is more of a it's like a no role, gravity role field playing thing. Role, okay. Yeah, okay. role playing thing. Don't this be a dick. This is the yeah. Acquisitions Incorporated, which is their role, their D and D team. Right. Um, and Scott Kurtz. See, all I had to do was sneak up on it sideways. Scott Kurtz, uh, Mike, and um, Mike Krowlick, and I can't remember Tycho's name. Yeah, Damn I don't worry about it. All the guys who get together and play D&D, and they usually have someone from Wizards of the Coast there DMing for them. At least oh, they did last year. God, there's nothing wrong with that. And it was, it's, it's just... It's just It's a clarity. wonderful promotional tool for D&D, but yes. it's also, this is how the game should be played for maximum fun. Bless you. So anyway, that oh, brings us me. neatly up to our next break, in which I have some more... Music from the new Artificial Heart album by Jonathan Colton, which you should which, go by now. And went on sale at PAX. You got it days before anyone else could get it. And you can uh-huh. still, you can't get that CD. The CD that you brought me from mm-hmm. PAX, oh, you limited still can't edition. buy. It's not limited edition. It just hasn't released through regular channels yet. Mm-hmm. The only method of purchasing right now is the electronic download. And doesn't include all the tracks that were on that CD. Right. So the track you're actually about to hear right now is a version of the one of my favorite songs from the new album, Nemesis. But this is the one with the duet between John McColton and John Roderick, who we saw John Roderick at Woodstock 3.0. Nice. Um, so here's a special track from the CD release of Artificial Heart called Nemesis, one of my favorite new songs. And I think that would be a shameless plug for Jonathan Colton's new album. 
unfortunately, I couldn't get the damn thing loaded. We have load. new drop-ins for. I have two fun. two different uh, shameless plug Ursi Ursa Heil and Bioman Alchemist both made shameless plug drop-ins for me. Unfortunately, I can't seem to get this new version of Sam Broadcaster to uh, fail acknowledge the existence of the new and. No, Agrius SW, Gnome has not told us the call-in topic for the last segment yet. I wasn't rigged for call-ins, but I can make those adjustments during this break. So let's think about that and see if we have a call-in segment or not. If you were going to embroider a penis cloak, no. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, no, do not go there. (laughs) I have no idea what we're going to (laughs) get. That's kind of frightening. Circumcised on the left. (laughs) Sorry. Silence! Anyway, Go to enjoy break, quick. this music break with the new track from Artificial Heart by Jonathan Colton's <sighs> Nemesis. We'll be back right after this. Versus the World Radio uses Typefrag Ventrilo servers. Try them out for free at www.vtwproductions.com. Once you've experienced their incredible sound quality or their high availability worldwide servers, sign up for your own vent server at typefrag.com. Use promo code VTW for a special deal. Try on all of their fantastic features, such as their money-back guarantee, instant setup over the Internet, web-based control panel, live chat support, and servers based around the world, so you can always find one that is near to where you like to play. Versus the World uses Typefrag, and so should you. www.typefrag.com, promo code VTW. It's an amazing smile, even the suit has teeth, everything flash and guile. Except a small black heart No one sees but me I've been watching I can see you start to wonder Could it be that you need me To keep you out To run you faster Promise me you'll let me be the one The worst of all your enemies Pretending you're a friend to me
listening to VTW. 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 Productions. 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 Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Dot com. Versus the World Radio. Casually Hardcore continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. <coughs> Sorry. So saith the Iolite. <laughs> <laughs> this week's research thread uh, was named, The T-Mobile Girl Gets Sexually Harassed by AT&T Edition. Oh, yes. As named by Fangs. Now, that was before the news came out that the Justice Department is suing to stop said merger, to which I say... <coughs> This is very good. Good on you guys, yes. definitely. May, yes. it, may it never, never reemerge. But contributors this week include Fangs, <clears throat> Boba Fetish, Boba Fetish, Biomed Alchemist, Yay, Aid, Aid, and <laughs> Deus X. Boogity boogity boogity. <laughs> I've been waiting a whole show to say that with a new forum avatar. Yes, and it's very funny. <laughs> that is Hammond from Top Gear. That's the hamster. Oh, is that? I wondered who that was. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay, so our topics for the week, our weekly video is mobile, Virgin Mobile attack ad against the AT&T merger. I, I just want to read all these. I know I've never done this, but I want to read all these because we have so much good stuff this week. Okay. So we have gaming-related articles. These are from Fangs. New Counter-Strike to include PS3 dash, or PC slash Mac cross-platform play, which is very cool. Yeah. So that needs to happen, like, Forever now. Star Wars Eternity Vault developer walkthrough, WoW 4.3 preview, all, the all-new Dark Moon Fair. They gave them an island. Yeah, oh, cool. And now we have the other articles. This is where the fun begins. Japanese Domino's unveils elaborate, carefully thought-out plans to sling pizza on the moon. Guy gets pulled off plane for reading a book on historic planes. That's actually... It, it's You have to read the article. It's actually it's actually very misleading. Um, and they, the, the guy who writes it doesn't provide a whole lot of detail, and it's the guy that it happens to. Huh. Uh, Tony Sale, Colossus Computer Conservationist, dies. And let's see, Scott Ala- Scottish, Scottish Castle owner calls for graffiti to stay. Don't know what that's about. Um, the one that gets epic win thus far is Boy Throwing Rocks from Overpass Shot by Crossbow. Epic. Very much so. Absolutely epic. Coming in a close second is Clowns Rob Jewelry Store, Steal Fake Jewelry. Yep. Uh, why you won't see Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech on YouTube, which I'm going to click on that because I'd like to know that. Uh, let's see. Lecture Getters is the future visit to visit Orbital Technology Space Hotel. Clever Dolphins use shells to catch fish. Mass protesters aid Time Warner's bottom line. <laughs> Masked. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Masked protesters aid Time Warner's bottom line. Mm-hmm. Ninja patrols streets of Yeovil. I started watching mm-hmm. this because it's a video, and the guy actually is doing He's really into it, and it's really scary. A planet made of diamonds discovered. Uh, the joke I heard it because I actually heard this on the radio a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and the immediate joke that was made of this because it was right after Kim Kardashian's wedding was that Kim Kardashian is complaining that she no longer has the world's largest diamond ring. Which um, I thought was really. But it's a planet. I realized that, but I thought so, it was. I thought that was really funny. Apparently, her mm-hmm. ring is supposed to be close to the size of a planet. Um, uh, karma. So I don't care. Yeah, I know. Eatery owner who once told customers to order in English dies. And cinema subtitle glasses give promise to deaf film fans. Boba Fetish gave for us. EA Origins. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back up the truck. What? Cinema subtitle glasses. No, say it right. Oh, Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. Okay. Boba Fetish. EA Origins ELUA lets them scan your computer. Scary. Again. 
Uh, guy gets GLaDOS, pro, uh, GLaDOS to propose to his girlfriend this message approved by Valve, which I think is really freaking cool. <laughs> I, I, love the, I love the link. <laughs> the link title. Yes. When GLaDOS asks you to marry someone. You, you say, say yes. yes. <laughs> I thought that was funny, too. <laughs> what I loved most about that is actually the level that was designed. This is basically a level designed for the, the girlfriend to play. Three through. levels. Yeah. The guy commissioned them. Were freaking hard. I mean, these were not simple puzzles. Yes. So he's like, no, my girlfriend who really knows how to play Portal is going to play through these yes. levels, and they're not going to be easy, and then we'll finally reveal the, will you marry me? Can you imagine if it took her like three days to do it? Uh, I think he knew her better than that. And, yeah, I think he did, too. And he's like, you know. It, it had to be worth it. And again, Sci-Fi proves how much they want to be the next Fox broadcaster, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Battlestar Galactica, Blood and Chrome may just be a web series. Stopped caring months ago. Uh, yeah. Well, Summer Glau joins the crew of show alphas. We need to start a pool on the TV thread as to how long this the show, show will now last. last. Well, the kiss of death has arrived, Summer Glau. Yes, it has. I don't know. Sarah, Poor yeah, Summer Sarah Glau. Connor Chronicles struggled through uh, two, two seasons. I think that was just bad writing because the one show that I saw, I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Um, GameStop removes free digital download code intended for a friend of whoever purchased the game from, uh, from Deus Ex. And then the next line is, and of course the public and internet found out about it. Now They now offer their I'm sorry package. Mm-hmm. More to come. Uh, realistic Futurama statues. You have to look at this. It's frightening. It's really kind of creepy. Oh, I think we've seen this. Yes. The Futurama replicas. Yeah. Creep us uh, Let's see. We have Comcast wins Darwin Business Award of the Year as they charge customers for outage due to hurricane. Oh, lovely. Yes. Batmobile replica for 620 k yeah, that could be a midlife crisis car. You think it's on eBay now? Run, don't walk. Uh, DOJ, oh, that was against DOJ oh. sues against AT and T T Mobile merger. Yep. And really, Phoenix, Arizona, how one can have an issue with Heidi Klum topless? How can one have an issue um, with Heidi Klum topless? Oh yes, how can one? I I certainly don't. I have to look at that now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, wait, are there pictures? <laughs> I don't care if there are pictures. Can it I should link? be good. Picture didn't happen. Um, let's see, Bioman Alchemist, who it appears. As an avatar from XKCD. Oh, hell yeah. One Way of to the go. Best ones ever. Way to go, Biomed Alchemist. Um, Gizmodo, my brief OK Cupid affair with a world champion Magic the Gathering player has Kotaku blogger Alyssa Bereznak publicly trash-talking her date for all to see because he is still involved in the game. And the response from the Gizmodo Australian blogger responds to the above article, Alyssa, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh reminds us, reminded us that women can be online predators too, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, let's see. Germany has lifted the uh, ban on sale of original Doom and Doom 2 games to teenagers 17 years after its release. And let's see. Oh, Doghouse Diaries. Why are you are not as awesome as a dog? <laughs> <laughs> I actually read that. I, I, I have now bookmarked it because the first screen that I read, I just laughed my, laughed my butt off because um, it was... Oh, I just have to click on that one. MIT synthetic biologists design a gene that, when delivered to cancer cells, <gasps> forces them to commit suicide. What did I just do? See, that's just wonderfully karmic. And that's just yes, totally it is. cool. Actually, that's very much Yes, very cell, karmic. kill yourself. Do it now. I'm all for that. Hang on. I just kind of closed the window. Like I'll continue then. Uh, okay. AIDS section begins with new Star Trek TV series being planned. It takes place after Voyager. This is a very misleading title. It's not actually being planned. This is a here's a pitch that may or may not have actually been made to Paramount. Right. The concept. So. Oh, yes. The concept Got is it. fully developed. Oh yeah, and there's right. right the word 
the word but, that he copied right there, or in the line that he copied, was conceptualized. Yes. Yeah. Now the the pitch looks good. Looks like it could result in an entertaining show, um, and but it's it's the. We're so starved for Star Trek news that they're willing to post something like that where it's the, yeah, we've thought about maybe we've written this thing down that we might possibly kind of sort of pitch to somebody, maybe. Uh, Bigger news right below that. Steve Jobs, Uncle Steve, has resigned as CEO of Apple. That that. happened while we were at PAX. I did not know that. I sat there watching the news as we ate our breakfast in the morning and went, all right, I wonder what's happening with Apple stock today. It, it dipped, dipped a bit. But it, the, yeah, it blipped, I think, really. I but mean, they've been succession planning well, for yeah, a really did, long yeah. time yeah. there. They have. No, Tim Cook has been the heir apparent there. He's right. been the interim CEO several times while Steve's been off on medical leave. Right. The supposition here is his health has probably taken a turn for the worse, just because the nature of the letter he sent to the board was, I have always said that if uh, my medical problems... you. If the day ever came when I could no longer meet my duties and expectations as Apple's CEO, I would be the first to let you know. Unfortunately, that day has come. One can only assume that that means his health is not doing well. His health is failing, probably. No, he's staying on as CEO, chairman of the board. Chairman of the board. Staying on as chairman of the board. Right. Um, Tim Cook is now taking over as CEO. Right. Who has already been well-trained and has performed those duties, so the company is going to do fine. It's just the the massive figurehead of of the man. Uh, right. Who is the image of Apple and, and all the iDevices. And so let's see. Then we have the pastor wants atheist registry to track atheists like sex offenders. Awesome. Wrong on so many levels. Yeah. And finally, from Deus Ex, we have this guy walked away from the Genius Bar with a drive full of Apple's retail secrets. Excuse me? <laughs> yep. That's what it says. Let's start with that one, shall we? I think that would be a good Let's place just to start. take a quick look. Just here. because it's got the boogity, boogity, boogity. Boogity, boogity. Form avatar. Form avatar. Let's see here. This is from cultofmac.com, a fine site for all things Macintosh. After news broke yesterday that Apple had, for the second time in two years, lost an iPhone prototype at a San Francisco bar, the general reaction was one of incredulity. How could Cupertino carelessly misplace their prized corporate secrets twice in a row? Well, it happens more than you might think. In fact, we've got the exclusive scoop on how one guy walked out of his local Apple store recently with something unique. A complete time machine backup of the Apple Store's internal file server, filled with top-secret and confidential Apple Store documents. Even weirder, Apple just gave it to him. Our tipster tells us that when his Mac, w- when his Mac was having problems, he brought it in for an appointment when the geni- with uh, the Genius Bar at the local Stamford, Connecticut Apple Store, which took it in to be fixed. A couple days later, he was called to pick up his Mac. However, because it needed its hard drive replaced, his system had been totally wiped. When our tipster picked up his Mac, the Genius also handed him a hard drive, which he assumed was his old, dead HDD. When our tipster actually plugged the drive into a USB enclosure to see if any of his old files could be salvaged, though, he found something very different. A complete Apple retail server time machine backup disk containing secret internal docs dating from late 2009 to May 2011. Whoops! Uh, yeah. What's on this dot disk, according to our tipster? Confidential docs, internal manuals, Apple sales techniques, an Apple store work checklist, product layouts, time schedules, pictures and videos of Apple corporate activities that only Apple employees can see, videos of store meetings, business structures, and much, much, much more. I always wondered what went on behind the big doors of that back in the back of the Apple store, our tipster writes. He never imagined he'd find out this way. Here are some screenshots taken by our tipster in Finder to show the Apple store, the time machine backup, complete with a few corroborating file previews. And if you're listening live, look in the IRC and 
the Barry Von Awesome will link that for you. Or if you're listening podcast, come to vtwproductions.com, click on the shows tab, come down to Casually Hardcore, and it will be in the show notes for this episode, as always. Way to go, Apple Store. Yep. All right, scrolling back up, what else grabbed you? Uh, I'm going to read about the pastor who wants the atheist. Yeah, registry. I thought you might. Yeah, because this just offends me. Hit it. Uh, let's see, Thomas. Je- oh, there's a quote from Thomas Jefferson here. To begin the article, it says, No man has a natural right to commit aggression on the equal rights of another, and this is all from which the laws ought to restrain him. Thomas Jefferson and his idealism be damned. What Internet Pastor Mike Stahl wants is an atheist registry to keep track of those dangerous elements in our society, like people who don't believe in God or any gods. This is a story right out of Nazi Germany. What's next? Will we have our children outing us as atheists and pagans and heretics, turning us over to the fundamentalist morality police that will to be conveniently called from the herd? I don't think so. <laughs> now as a disclaimer, I'm no atheist myself. This is the author. I'm a polytheist. I should make that plain at the outset, but I don't lose any sleep over people believing or not in my gods. I take Thomas Jefferson's attitude toward the whole belief thing. It does me no injury for my neighbor to say there are 20 gods or no god. It neither picks my pocket nor breaks my leg. Live and let live. I don't really care what other people believe unless they try to force their belief or non-belief on me. Then we have a problem, and I agree. Here's Stahl's logic, which we have thanks to Ed Brayton at Dispatches from the Culture War. Because the cowardly Stahl is in hiding, he opens his blog to invite ease only. Hmm. Brothers and sisters, oh, there's a good start right there. I've been seriously considering forming a Christian grassroots type of organization to be named the Christian National Registry of Atheists or something similar. I mean, think about it. There are already national registries for convicted sex offenders, ex-convicts, terrorist cells, hate groups like the KKK, skinheads, radical Islamists, etc., This type of national registry would merely be for information purposes. Yeah, right. To inform the public of known, i.e. self-admitted atheists. For example, let's say you live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. You could simply scroll down from the INET site slash blog. I would have to the state of Colorado, and then when you see Colorado Springs, you'll see the name of all the self-admitted atheists who live there. E.g., if an atheist's name happened to be Phil Small, oh, Phil Small, uh, the individual's physical address and other known personal information would not be disclosed, though perhaps a photo could be. So you want to register people for not believing... In God. Or any God whatsoever. In now, a God. Here's in, the deal. In any God at well, all. He, what if I believe in atheist. the flying spaghetti monster? Exactly. You're not an atheist. We are not an atheist. Technically not an atheist. No, you're not. Now... You have, you have theism. The article goes on to all say... All grace to pirates, yes. If this all seems completely incomprehensible and pointless to you... Yeah. Pastor Stahl has his reasons. Mm. Now, many, especially the atheists, may ask, why do this? What's the purpose? Duh, Mr. Atheist, for the same purpose, many states put the names of and photos of convicted sex offenders and other ex-felons on the internet to inform the public. I mean, in the city of Miramar, Florida, where I live, the population is approximately 109,000. My family and I would sure like to know how many of those 109,000 are admitted atheists. Perhaps we may actually know some, in which case we would begin to witness to them, that should say a lot right there, Mm -hmm. and warn them of the dangers of atheism, or perhaps they are radical atheists, whose hearts are as hard as Pharaoh's. In that case, if they are business owners, we will encourage all our Christian friends as well as the various churches and their congregations, not to patronize them, as we would only be, quote, feeding, unquote, Satan. 
Frankly, I don't see why anyone would oppose the idea, <coughs> including the atheists themselves. And then in quotes, unless, of course, they're actually ashamed of their atheist religion and would prefer to stay in the closet. Actually, I would say that is illegal because you're not allowed to discriminate right, me based upon my creed. That's exactly right. Oh, you are allowed to boycott to your heart's content. Yes. And I have no problem with them if they determine you know, a business is run by an atheist and they wish to spread the word to all like-minded people as themselves to not patronize that person you absolutely have a right to do that right maintaining a public registry and grouping it together with a sex offenders registry now sex offenders are this special category of criminal and that most criminal psychologists and psychiatrists agree cannot be rehabilitated cannot be rehabilitated basically once a sex offender always a sex offender the percentage that can be rehabbed apparently is vanishingly small. So the answer to that has been you must register and you must allow the state to keep tabs on you if you want something even resembling freedom after you have served out a prison sentence for whatever you were convicted of. That is not the same as not believing in a god. Because not believing in a god is a danger to no one. Being a convicted, proven sex offender... Puts people in danger. Puts people in danger. Although I think he would argue that, that you're putting me in danger by because by feeding Satan near me. I want to read if this one paragraph. your faith is so weak. Right. I want to f- read this one paragraph below from the author of this article. Unless Mike wants to read it. Knock yourself out. Okay. Maybe we should have a list of fundamentalist Christians. Why would any fundamentalist Christian oppose this idea? I mean, why would they unless they're ashamed of their religion and want to stay in the closet, to use Stahl's own words? I mean, don't we all have the right to know if our neighbor is a right-wing lunatic who might open fire one day because he thinks his God told him to? I don't know about you folks, but I've yet to hear of an atheist or a polytheist, for that matter, opening fire on folks because a god told him to. I've known atheists, and I've known Satanists, and they were all much more reasonable and well-adjusted folks than Pastor Rick. What's amusing about Stahl's attitude is he talks about being fearless and above board unless you have something to hide. Then when it all explodes in his face and people get angry with him for being a bigot, he makes his blog private and deletes his Facebook link. Even the cash is gone. I guess only atheists are supposed to have the courage of their convictions, eh, Pastor Mike? Some witness for your God you are. Seems like a lot of cowardice going around lately, what with Brian Fisher, as I reported here this morning, refusing to stand up for his beliefs in open debate with the public he wants to force to go along with him. I'm opening that now. So interestingly on this, the the idea that he would group atheists with sex offenders, ex-convict, terrorist cells, hate groups like the KKK, skinheads, and radical Islamists, I actually had reached the same conclusion. Well, as long as you're willing to put a public list of fundamentalist Christians out there and register all of them, I have no problem doing that. By the way, I wouldn't go on either list. So where do I go? Are you going to do an agnostic list while you're at it too? And that way you can target the atheists and then the agnostics after that? There's no targeting. This is merely informational. Right. Yeah. It's It's disgusting disgusting anyway to cut it. McCarthyism in the new shell. It's Yeah. It's horrific is what it is. No. No. Bad pastor. No donut. Which brings us neatly to our next break. (laughs) Ending on an up note. Do we have a... Are we going to do a call-in? I I rigged for it during the last... Do uh, we have a topic for call-ins? 
Oh, you ask so much of me. I do. Um, I do. Intolerance? Um. <laughs> that would be one. Give us an example. Um, tell us what you think about the threads we've read so far. We read all the titles out on the threads. Yeah, basically. Tell us what's happened in the week in technology and the week in, in the world in the last... Oh, speaking you know. of, of the week in technology, um, some of you may have heard of the Twit Network, which is this week in, this techno- week in technology. technology. Yep. Uh, Twit.tv, uh, founded and run by the great and powerful Leo Laporte, formerly the great uh, tech and powerful TV. Oz. He, he is kind of like that. He's he's old 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 man technology. And Gwen, you should be paying attention for this part because he also has been running the uh, video podcast Ham Nation. Nice. Where he has gotten his amateur radio license himself for the very first time at the beginning of the first show. Really? And the show has been all about him progressing as a newbie ham with two old school Elmers there nice. helping him. And I've listened just to, to just a few episodes and it's helped kind of reinvigorate my interest in amateur radio along with the remote rig. Mm-hmm. Topic for a different time. But anyway, um, This Week in Tech has a show called Forecast. F O U R cast where they get they have the two regular hosts uh, Tom Merritt and Scott Johnson and they get two guests every Monday and they get on they talk about forecasts for the future they'll pick a technology area and they'll talk about that and I've been invited to participate in that show at some point in the future so sometime in the next couple of weeks I'll be appearing on forecast and I will post something in the forums and tweet it when I have more details but I was like oh nerd squeeb I'm gonna be on forecast. So, assuming that all comes together and I actually get uh, to be on an episode, I'll let you know when. And uh, I'll just be extreme uh, nerd squeeze moment when that happens. Yes, go ahead. For this break, we have a track from the new album by Jonathan Colton. This one's called Nobody Loves You Like Me. When we return, warm up your copies of Skype. Be prepared to talk about any of those things we just breezed over in the research thread section and or whatever may be on your mind. We'll call this one Fast and Loose. And we will be back right after this. Here at the bar, who cares what I do? I'm all alone, but I'm drinking for two. Drowning the man that I used to be. Nobody loves you like me I won't sign a thing Or else if I do I'll use a pencil And that will show you How nothing lasts How nothing is free Nobody loves you like me I shouldn't stay I think you'll agree It's no good for you, no better for me In the morning I'll go to a place far away Somewhere you'll never find me I catch a look, a thing that you say Out on the fire escape smoking all day Missing someone 
Now who could it be? Nobody loves you like me. Noises outside, the trucks in the street will cover my flight. My heroes retreat. I'm supposed to feel bad, but I don't anymore. Only when you remind me, air in my lungs, a cough and a wheeze, holes in the bellows and blood on the keys. You move along, there's nothing to see. Nobody loves you like me. Nobody loves you like me. Casually, how sure continues. Did you Sorry. wait until I keyed the microphone yesterday? No, no, no. I didn't do it deliberately. Child's gland, yeah, your yeah. gland. We'll fix it in post. In fact, here, yeah. Here. Casually Harker continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com, Time Warp. Ah, email and call-in time. Warm up your copies of Skype. The address to call into is VTW Shows. Alternately, you can go to the front page of VTWProductions.com. Look in the lower right corner for the VTW Shows Skype icon and it should say, I'm online. And you can click on that and it will call us automatically from the email bag. This is a from, let's see, Phi, Cosmodan, multiple level 85, master. This is a, an open letter to the Sifi channel. Dear Sifi, Eureka was easily one of the most brilliant and entertaining shows that you have managed to put together in a very long time. The characters were all engaging, the plots were all interesting, and you even managed to have an overall story arc without being boring. And yet here you go. Canceling the series, probably so you can spend the money making another insert monstrous large animal attacking random people slash location and let's just make it the title of the movie while we're at it because it's 5 o'clock and I've got an appointment with Happy Hour here. Crappy movie. You used to be about Star Trek, Stargate, Babylon 5, and other actual pieces of science fiction. Now you're just monster movies and wrestling. Wrestling? Really? You must have changed your name from sci-fi in shame. Canceling Eureka is just one more thing for your shame bucket. Sincerely, Phi. To which I say, got it in one. There's a reason I don't tune into that station anymore. Yep. They just got managed to get me interested in watching Eureka in time to knife it in Can the back. It. Yep. Well, the annoying thing is it's got a whole season in the can. Yet to broadcast. Right. And yet... They've I'm already not, made the decision they to They made the decision it. to not continue producing yep. it. And I'm already feeling, well, should I even bother watching anymore? Because I know it's not going anywhere. And we have a caller coming in. Hello, welcome to Casual Hardcore. Who's calling? And I would appear to uh, have Skype <laughs> misconfigured because I fail. Please stand by while I fix the output. Hang Talk on, amongst Boba. yourselves while I fix the yeah, audio. Boba, you sound like so. you're drowning. <laughs> no, so, that's because I need to make that. I, I will there. say that the I will say that the IRC has been absolutely hilarious um, during this during this show. Um, Boba, they were giving. Speak unto us so we can see if you're getting into uh, the broadcast software. 
Hello, hello there, no. Much better. Oh, oh there yeah. you go. Much better. You no longer sound like a murloc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. And here's hoping how that people are actually... Oh, I'm still kicking. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm alive anyway. <laughs> hey, what's on your mind your, today? I just wondered what you guys thought about the uh, DOJ blo- trying to block uh, the AT&T merger. I in, love it. In a word, yay? It's a win. No, I mean, the, the, merger's a, the merger is really kind of a bad idea. It's I, I find some of these things to be um, an exercise in creating... Um, I'm sorry. I can't pull the word out of my head. I mean, they're trying. Um, the, the, they're, they're basically destroying all their competition. Yeah. And so once they get the competition down, yeah, we kind once of have they destroy some it, they can antitrust. Yeah, thank we you. We kind of have some antitrust laws against stuff like that. Yeah. And even even though I have AT and T, I was kind of looking at it. I going, have AT and T too, but I was I'm not going. Fan, I'm not a fan of this. Um, no, they're never going to let that happen. Oh, they were well along their way, and if. The, some creative the document, had, the, had some document leaking hadn't happened. This might have pressed through. Really? Yeah, there was uh, someone quote accidentally from the AT and T team made public a few documents a few weeks ago that oh, I hadn't heard that basically dismantled all of AT and T's arguments because AT and T had been arguing that we need to consume this competitor. They use our technology, so we get, we absorb their network, and it allows us to deploy our 4G technology to 97% of our customers this much more quickly and this much more cheaply. And it looked great on paper and made the acquisition make perfect sense. Until we find out that their, that their real rationale behind this is you, yeah. will, you, you will be assimilated. It was basically that it cost them, would have cost them $9 billion on their own. No merger required. Right to reach 97% of their people with their 4G technology in the number of years stated. They're going after T-Mobile for the tune of $39 billion To accomplish the same goal? To accomplish the same goal while reducing competition, putting a whole bunch of people out of jobs because you merge companies together. There's a ton of duplication. Right. And you look at the same documents, and they're talking about that they will... You know, increase efficiencies. To, they're trying to soothe their stockholders, saying, "You know, we're going to increase efficiencies." Well, increasing efficiencies is code for we're going to fire all these duplicate people and get the job done with fewer people overall. Right. So, hmm, in this particular marketplace right now, in this environment, doing something that's going to eliminate tens of thousands of jobs, yeah, real popular move. Yeah, right that wouldn't now. that wouldn't go over very well. Yeah, but didn't you hear, Noam, that they intend to bring five thousand call center jobs back? To India? <laughs> no, back to America, because it would create five thousand new jobs. So, for right, but how, how many? How exactly? When the net number of subscribers is not going to increase, why do you need more call center people? Because you're going to be screwing up so much that they're going to be calling twenty four seven. Because of, because all those vice presidents with T Mobile that they had to provide jobs for, they could just say, "Well, here's a call center job for you." Uh-huh. Well, that's what I sort of figured, but I just thought I'd get your take on it. <laughs> No, I'm all in favor of this merger not taking place. Um, I'm not sure Sprint is in a financial position. I mean, if anyone was going to merge, Sprint and T-Mobile would make more sense because at least would make a stronger competitor out of the two small guys. But I doubt that's going to happen just because Sprint is not is psychotically incapable of making a profit. Pretty much. Okay, well, I'll let you guys go. Get on to somebody else. Be Alrighty. well. Good to hear from you. See you, Boba. Good to hear from you. See you guys. Bye.
All right, Skype line is open. Next victim to VTW shows, queue on up. In the mailbag, we have a Doctor Who question. Oh, I'll let you handle that. You think? It's kind of my thing. Yeah. Greetings, Casually Hardcore crew. I had a question regarding Doctor Who. Since it was you guys that got me to start watching the show, I figure I might as well ask you. I started watching the show yesterday off Netflix, starting with the 2005 reboot with Chris, with Chris Eccleston, and I'm currently watching the end of season two. And I had noticed that Netflix separated the normal series from some of the specials. So my question is this. When am I supposed to watch the specials, or can I just watch them at any time before I actually get to the episodes with the 11th Doctor? The specials that you'll see early in the season are usually the Christmas special. So the Christmas Invasion is the first episode of the second season, basically. So Christmas Invasion is the first, you know, basically episode zero of season two. Um... The next year, what was the Christmas uh, special the next year? Was it the next Doctor, I believe it was? Yes, the next Doctor was the next special. And then they got into a weird period of time there where they had um, the Runaway Bride. No, I beg your pardon. Runaway Bride was the second special, second Christmas special. So first was Christmas Invasion, then Runaway Bride. Next special you would want to watch is... What's the one with the Titanic and um, Voyage of the Voyage Damned? Voyage of the Damned, yep. Is the next one. And then the one after that is called The Next Doctor. And then they got into a weird territory there where they basically took a year off. Uh, and instead of having a season with David Tennant, they had a bunch of specials. So they had The Waters of Mars uh, and The End of Time. Yeah. Which were the... I thought The End of Time was the season closer. It is. Yeah. It's a three-part. It's a big one. Season closer. Um, and they ran one week, and then the last one they actually ran in a two-hour. Yeah. Those um, ones, I mean, as long as you watch the end of time, parts one and two last. The other specials from that year you can watch in pretty much any order. They are, they are freestanding stories to a large extent. Waters of Mars was particularly good. Uh, and brutal. Yeah, to brutal. The doctor. And that's good. They keep they keep the character interesting. Mm-hmm. And no, they keep beating him up. He's getting tired. And at that point, they then returned to normal seasons. Um, and the most recent Christmas was the A Christmas Carol uh, with uh, Matt Smith, the current Doctor. Okay. And when people weren't paying attention, I quietly answered Skype. Hello, you're on the air. Who's calling? Somebody started talking about Doctor Who, and I oh, had that to guy. Oh. I'm sorry, I mean, Barry. What's up? You're Barry, breaking up. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't. What? What? Who? Uh, oh, oh. Hey, did you? Are you? Are you still? Are you wearing your black, dude? I hear you're in mourning. Mourning. Because <laughs> we're not playing WoW anymore. <laughs> oh, that's what I heard. I'm over it. You're over it. Wearing a black strap you're, on the left yeah, arm. Yeah, a little you know. black strap. He's going to start wearing lavender soon. Half His characters are all dressed in black. <laughs> that's right. I'm so sad. Uh, there just ain't no time. We got this. We got this. This kid who oh keeps goodness. demanding like food and uh, attention. attention. Overrated. And wants and wants to develop into a, you know, a smaller a, human. A, a human who like knows how to exist in the world. That just eats into the MMO time like you wouldn't believe. 
But back on topic, I, I thought... We have a topic? Time, <laughs> Holy crap, we have a topic! I thought that the last time I looked at Netflix, almost all of the uh, Doctor Who that's on there had been consolidated into one thing, and it was in the proper order. The only thing that's not a part of it and is still separate is um, the final um, oh, Tenth Doctor thing when he, when he switched over. No, the I was looking at my. I mean, I've got Doctor Who in there, and the suggestions are still there for the. And the specials are considered separate, so they do have the one Doctor Who, which will carry you straight through from Eccleston all the way through to Smith. Right. But Waters of Mars and the End of Time um, are definitely these separate movies, as far as they're con- as far as Netflix is concerned. Which was the source of his question. Oh right, but they're in order. If you watch the the Doctor Who thing with Matt, the picture of Matt Smith and Karen Gillum, if you just watch that, everything's in the proper order, correct? Well, it's in there as well. They just additionally have these other things. So waters, I did. I didn't see Waters of Mars in the big lineup. I thought I saw it off by itself, and you did have to tune it in separately. Yeah, I saw Waters of Mars as a separate thing on Netflix. See, it used to be that way, but the last time I watched through them a couple of weeks, months ago, it was they had consolidated them all. But then after the first time I had watched through them all on Netflix, they had changed it because um, oh, the one Christmas special where he ends up on that space Titanic yeah, originally yeah. wasn't available. It was disc only, and now that is available, but... Um, the other, there's another one of those specials from that year where they didn't have a season. They just did the four specials. One of those isn't available now. It's... Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's the one with the bus on a, on a desert oh, planet. Oh, that was the one I was forgetting. Yeah, I don't remember the name of that one either. But it was, yeah, the, yeah I remember the one where they kind of, they go through the wormhole and... And the right. bus in the sand world, that yeah. the world has been eaten by the num, num, whatever num, they num, are. Num, num, num. Yes. Right, 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 right. Can't remember the name of that one either. Um, but yeah, that one I have not seen on Netflix recently. So... Um, I think they're still in a weird transitional phase. I mean, Netflix has been doing a good job of consolidating series under a single heading where it used to be you would have to load the season and the season was considered a separate title. So for Top Gear, say, there were 17 different Top Gears. Now you look up Top Gear UK because that's the only one that exists and it lists every episode top to bottom that they have available at any any given moment. You no longer have to search for, okay, do I want season 12 or 13 or 14? It's now just much simpler, much better design. They've even retrofit the interface in the TiVo here, which I think is still the crappiest interface around, and it even has that grouping built into it now. So it's it's improving all the way around. If only they hadn't just uh, pissed off stars and given away most of their new movie releases. Oh, well. This is true. I was really sad about that. Is um is Black Dynamite one of the movies that Stars provides? Because I watch that on Netflix all the time. No idea. It basically, um, it's Disney and another major house that they they get most of their first releases through their agreement with Stars. So I think sometime January <coughs> February time frame since they didn't renew is when it finally actually peters out and the number of first run new movies from major. Uh, movie houses will fall off sharply. And that just makes me sad. Okay. Now, I, I made Gwen laugh out loud on the air because I he watched the video that I linked to him. Did you guys watch that at all during the break? Yes. Yes, yes. Io did. Make sure you put yes, that in the show notes. Yes. It is in the I show watched, notes already. I Chuck. watched that video and it was far too funny. Chuck Norris. Yeah. 
Chuck Norris versus Stormtrooper. It mm-hmm. makes a lot. Awesome. The, the first time I saw that online, they were like, "Well, this makes a lot more sense than the Ewoks being able to beat up all those stormtroopers." Uh, <laughs> if, Chuck Nor- if Chuck Norris was actually helping them in the forest, that explains how they managed to uh, to turn the tide. I thought one of the funniest parts was the comment down at the bottom that, yep. uh, about the faces of uh, Princess Leia and Han Solo. Were, were that like, is that? Nah, it can't be. <laughs> <laughs> the look on their faces is absolutely perfect. Uh-huh. Like, oh my god, it's Chuck Norris. <laughs> I saw some comedic twists on you know other things that uh, George Lucas is going to fix. Air quotes fix in the old movies. And the first whole shot is the shot from the end of A New Hope where they're standing on the altar after they've received their medals, mm-hmm. and Chewbacca's wearing pants. <laughs> Chewbacca has pants. <laughs> Leia is now blonde. And they've got the perfect <laughs> Leia in the in the buns, but she's now blonde. Oh, jeez. Wow. Yeah, the whole whole series of those things that that you could just imagine George fixing because he can. Yes, Yoda now regular size. And they've got a Yoda <laughs> next to <laughs> Mark Hamill on Dagobah, and he's full size. That's pretty funny. Alrighty then. Yeah. See, I've said before that there are those creators out there that fall in the category of if I ever have the opportunity to meet them, I'm going to punch them in the face and then hug them. So far, the people on that list are Ronald D. Moore and Joss Whedon. Why would you Uncle punch George? I would have thought George would have been the first one no, on no, that no, list. No, 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 no. George is now on the list of I'm just going to punch him in the face. No hug because he's taken all the good away. And left only the crap. Need I say more other than no? Yeah, exactly. I, I can't okay. do it. While you were complaining Jones. about George Lucas, I also posted that video on the Casually Hardcore Facebook page. I should never have given you admin privileges. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I don't know. I'm kind of all right with it. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome, Barry. I just got the eye for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem. I'm going to turn this into a video podcast. I got two eyes. Hey, hey, right I did not give anyone skunk eye over that. Mm-hmm. I'm well known for my skunk eye, but I did not. No, that was a, that was a, that. that. But was you a got it. You got two two skunk eyes from no. Well, I mean, that was a no my skunk eye. I like skunk eye. We're back to you know more powerful than you can possibly imagine kind of thing. <laughs> In a case of emergency, okay. break glass. So, standing in line, waiting at the Star Wars The Old Republic booth. Very popular. PAX, Very popular. They were walking around, and they were asking you trivia questions about Star Wars. And if you got the answer right, you got a piece of swag. Cool. Which is how I got my posters. Um, which Dax and Krell have. And I don't know if I'm going to get to keep, because they might go in the swag bag. Um, <laughs> but... You know, they asked, so get, tell me two of your, tell me two favorite characters from the Star Wars series. Um, however, I will tell you that there are two that if you basically say them, um, you will not get a prize. <laughs> Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> that was one of them. <laughs> and the young Anakin Skywalker. Uh, no, no. I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, Wicked W. Warwick? No, who is the totally uh, grand. Grand Moff Tarkin? Grand Moff Tarkin? No, no, no. No, no. no, no. Grand Moff Tarkin was cool. No, no, no. In not Tarkin. British um, Imperial sort of way. The, he was in the new series right. with Jar Jar, and he was on the bad side, but he was completely inept. Um, General, General Grievous? Grievous? No. 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 I'm trying to remember cool. what the other one was. was anyway, it, was, Jar Jar was, was, was in there. Wasn't the but... Neimoidian guys from the first one? Yeah. The, the I obviously think, Asian guys? I think so. Uh-huh. I think so. Uh, no one anyway, even remembers his name. 
Anyway, it was pretty funny. It was... Um, How to back disqualification. Jar Jar, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, anyone who said Jar Jar was like, okay, you can't have a poster, sorry. He starts rolling him back up. <laughs> he says, I'll catch you on the next time around. Maybe you'll guess right. <laughs> like, and already on Facebook, there's a response in the video thread from Oscar Martinez. Thank you for the Darth Vader spoiler, guys. You just saved me like 70 bucks on the Blu-ray edition. Nice. <laughs> oh. that's, what, that's why we're here, that's just we're providing here. a public service. Exactly. We will save you from no. Oscar, go out and spend your money on ale and whores. There you go. I spent my reward on ale and whores. <laughs> spent my loot on ale and whores. So, by the way, they asked me who my favorite character was, and I was thinking of the ones that I couldn't say. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the heck? Boba Fetish. Boba Fetish. <laughs> I oh, said Boba stop. Fett. I said Boba Fett. Suck up. Character. <laughs> suck up. No, Actually, I'm not a suck the up. The correct answer is Lando Calrissian. Yes. The, there the were correct, people around me who yes, said Lando the Calrissian. The correct answer is Barry's absolutely right. Nah. I would go with the original the Han answer. Solo, the one who shot first. The correct. Well, that would have been a good answer, <laughs> I too. would go with the original. The, the original that would be the Han original Solo. Han Solo who actually was a rogue. Definitely. Han, Han Solo who shot first. The mm-hmm. one who shot first. This one reminds me of the shirts out there in the Star Wars script. Joss Whedon is my master now. <laughs> <laughs> Which there's a photograph out there of George Lucas wearing one of those shirts. Really? Apparently it's not a Photoshop job. Nice. <laughs> nice. Small oh. world syndrome. I, Speaking of which, I'm really looking forward to Avengers. All the, all the news coming out of that looking, looking pretty good. Oh, weird. hell yes. That I believe we have awesome. some buy-in from the I was, VA. I was oh, the say, Avengers movie? No, but the question is, yes. what does Reginald have to say about this? Reginald? How is Reginald? He, he's pretty stoked. You know, Thor's got a beard, so... Um, oh, this is yeah. true. Oh, he's got a, maybe a little beard envy going on. Well, a little bit. And, um, you know, cross our fingers, we're hoping all those guys in mocap shoots are going to be scrolls. That's the supposition at this point. Because there's plenty of plenty of uh, pirated footage being shot of the, their big battle scenes. That they're in. They got lots of people in big old, lots of large framed people in uh, mocap suits playing whatever the bad guys will be once computer steps in and does stuff. But uh, some nice shots of Chris uh, Helmsworth doing the the hammer thing and. <laughs> there's a really great funny. Uh, it's like footage of the two of them, and there's a shot of him like. Uh, starting, he starts twirling what would be the hammer that they're going to put in with CGI, but just watching right. him, like the real footage of him just doing that with his hand is really hilarious. Yeah, because it's not <laughs> complete. Ah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh. The yeah, the dorkiness of superheroes when you take them out of context. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of the some of the footage out there from the contractual obligation film, I mean Man of Steel movie. Oh, um, pass. <laughs> yeah, the, the the movie so obviously being made so they don't have to give up the rights to the franchise, not because... Oh, wait, I thought that was they, Spider-Man. That too. Um, yeah, Sony Pictures does not want to release their death grip on Spider-Man, so they're making a reboot because I've not even been paying attention, but I've seen some pictures of the new actor in the new and improved Superman outfit. Um, pinstripes. Really? Yeah. And they took away, I mean, they took away the red trunks. So we just got the red boots and then kind of a, a blue bodysuit with the super jock, the super athletic protector, the super oh. bulge. Gotcha. Yeah, you didn't realize... There's a reason for me to you, not go see it right there. You never really realized how much the red, you know, the underwear on the outside of the spandex, you know, on the surface seems pretty ridiculous when you think about it. Right. Well, anybody, wearing, anybody but, well, maybe Madonna wearing their underwear on the outside is pretty ridiculous. Madonna doesn't 
count. And even then. She's from another dimension anyway. Mixed yeah, oh, I know that. her neighbor. So, but you never realize just how much that little triangle of red distracted you from the super bulge. The fact that that's his junk yeah. binks. And super junk there. So seeing, the, I mean, the outfit looks, you know, the costume looks well designed. It has most of the appointments of, you know, it's got the Superman Kryptonian logo thing. And, but just. You take away those trunks and something's missing, and I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> or, or something's there that you didn't really want to see. And I'm given to understand that this is a Superman 2 remake kind of thing. We've got a General mm-hmm. Zod-type character. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm going to see it, in the hopes that Zod kicks the crap out of Superman. See, I want them to get Terrence Stamp back to <laughs> reprise the role. It, yeah, and Zod doesn't have a beard, uh... We're not going to go see this movie. <laughs> Zod. It's freaking General Zod. I mean, well, how do you... I don't think he had a beard in Smallville, because they, they wrote a Zod character into that. I can't remember. They even had... Oh, my eyes. Are you showing him the Superman picture? Yes. I am. I'm showing him the Man of Steel. You're a bad, bad woman. <laughs> oh. Best look at Superman's new suit. Latest set of photos from the Man oh. of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, supposedly with the, the whole DC Comics reboot that happened last week. Yeah, uh, this past week, actually. 52, yep. Um, none of none of the none of the heroes have underwear on the outside of their outfits anymore. It's, it's, no, they're, they're trying to bring it forward to the 21st century, and and they're they're doing you know what a lot of comic writers dream to do, which is basically jettison decades worth of side stories, keep the really good background stories, and make it as if the superhero or the characters had emerged today. Mm. Oh, you mean like uh, Marvel's Ultimate Universe that they started like 10 years ago? Precisely. Oh, yeah, DC what a great idea. Decided, decided to do it to their entire universe instead of having it be a splinter. Oh, you mean they're just going to reboot their whole universe and rewrite their whole continuity like they did five years ago, 10 years ago, and 25 years ago? Crisis on Infinite What? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Now, DC has a habit of rebooting things. Um, and, then, and then backpedaling. I mean, you, you, the countdown has now begun... Before Earth twenty one thirty seven gets a story written about it, and then the DC multiverse is back. And yeah, so what's the point? I don't know. Apparently, they see a spike in sales whenever they do this. So whenever they need a couple of bucks, they reset their continuity. Yeah, whatever. If you could see like me, this would be, you'd be looking at my board with this face. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, pass. Unless it's got Batman in it, that's cool, but. Uh, See, and Batman's really the only thing that ever attracted me to the DC universe. Um, I liked, I mean, I've talked in the in the past year or so about the beauty of Netflix bringing me some of their more recent Warner Brother tie-in uh, animated shows, which are quite quite good. The, uh, yeah. the Red Hood uh, was, was particularly grim and brutal and nice and well done. Um, and some of the Superman, Batman, you know, tie-ins. Very well done, but generally speaking, I'm a Marvel boy. It's just been always been my thing. Ooh, we have to wrap this up. Uh, Anakin's about to kill all of the uh, young Jedi's in the temple. <laughs> the younglings. Yeah. It's See, my awesome. favorite thing from that is there's a beer that you can only get east of the Mississippi Yingling. called, called Yingling. <laughs> it is one of my favorite beers of all time, and there's a great cartoon. Where I'll, have to, I'll have to look. I'm going to be in Michigan next week. See if I can get some of that. I will worship you. I know you will. And you need me to bring you more of the chocolate sauce. 
Oh, oh yeah, like, I'll get some of this. I'll, yeah, like I'll get, a flat. I'll, remind me. Maybe a pallet. Remind me, and I will. I'll work on that. If they come in drums, hang on for a minute. I like to immerse myself in it. But the there's a, a little cartoon someone did where it's Anakin and Obi Wan as roommates, kind of a thing. And Anakin apparently has drunk the last beer, and of course, you know, it was Yingling. And Obi Wan's internal dialogue is, oh, "Anakin has killed all the Yinglings." <laughs> Not the Yinglings. Not a Yingling. I love those Yinglings. I see, yes, video footage of Anakin killing younglings, which I so didn't care about at that point. Just cut to the epic lightsaber duel so I can have something redeem this movie and this money and time I've spent. Please. Yes. End it. Please, just end it. And then Emperor Palpatine threw the Senate at Yoda, and things were a little better. Well, I was, <laughs> the Senate, the entire Senate. Pretty I much was still, um, I was still working at a movie theater at the time, so we had a, a midnight release show for only our uh, internal employees and friends, and uh, so there was about, I don't know, maybe 25 of us there, and we stayed up super late. And uh, the, the highlight of the uh, the screening was uh, the openly gay guy that worked at our uh, <laughs> at our theater who sold tickets uh, on the weekends or whatever. Right in the middle of it, during a, del- a low point, just going, oh, "C-3PO is so gay," and everybody in the theater <laughs> heard him. <laughs> highlight, right. definitely a highlight of every anything that's ever happened to me in a Star Wars screening. That was the best. C-3PO is so, so gay. gay. Yeah. C-3PO is so gay. All right, we got to wrap this up because we're at that time. So, Barry, I'm going to hang up on you now because I can't. Ha-ha. And you have been listening to Casually Hardcore, live on Versus the World Radio. Two hours of your life, you just ain't getting back. Normally. Normally. Good thing I have tomorrow off. As do we. (laughs) So I can work on that. (laughs) So, normally, we would be followed by the Emperor's Court, but due to scheduling conflicts, they have actually time warped and already had their episode yesterday. So, we're going to go out on a top to bottom playing of the entire new Jonathan Colton album, Artificial Heart. Coming up next, enjoy. Those of you listening on podcast won't get that because you got to go buy it, but we can live stream it because Creative Commons is awesome. We'll be back next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. I have been Gnomewise. I've been Eyelight. And I have been Gonora. They're broken. I'm not. And we are. Broken. You were. (laughs) I love you. Really want me to be broken? I can. Oh, wait. It can't be broken next week, and I have a reserve weekend. Damn it. It's going to have to wait like three weeks, and then I'll show you broken. We are. Bye-bye, radio people.